Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jay, from Jay's Quick 3, and I just got done having a great conversation with D. Murph on The Flagrant 2. We talked about my show. We talked about HBCUs. We even talked a little bit about our retail background. We're both from the Midwest, uh, so come listen to us. It was a dope show, and uh, talk to you later. Yo, 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 drop it for me. You are not tuned in to Flagrant 2. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It All. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network. And you are tuned in to the Flame with the Yeah. It's official, man. Now, here's your host. D-Bugs. Let's do it. It's bad time. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning in to The Flagrant 2 with the big homie D-Murph, where I literally, and I mean literally, always got something to say, verbally or even non-verbally. Y'all ready? I know I'm ready. Let's do it. I continue to tell you, world, it's always a great, 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 great time when I can come uh, across a, a great person uh, that definitely has a, a strong uh, group of uh, women behind or around or in line with uh, with this individual um, podcaster, someone that uh, definitely doing great things uh, as far as in the uh, the workout realm, uh, doing more than me. So I'm inspired by you. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> Just doing dope things. The host of Jay's Quick Three, which I almost thought that, you know, she was a hooper at first. Like, Quick Three, so like you got these certain plays. But anyway, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> help me, help me, y'all. Welcome, Jay Bug from Jay's Quick Three Podcast. Welcome to the Flagrant Two. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, thank you, Demer, for having me. I, I really appreciate it. No, no Happy problem. to be here. Alone, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I got to give, I definitely got to give uh, the podcast happy hour crew a shout out. Tam from Tamara to the break of dawn. Uh, Chris from Shenanigan with Friends. Yourself from Jay's Quick Three. Autumn from Auto the Aries and Audrey from Odd Tales. Am I missing anybody? No, it's it's um Lit Life. Lit Life. Uh, yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay. But that's us. That's the crew. Hey y'all, y'all see y'all see the big homie smart. Like I, I can't be recording with, with with certain, you know, people from the squad and not everybody. So so Audrey, you up next. So be on standby when you get that invitation. But uh, <laughs> if you can, if you can just kind of explain, like how how did the podcast Happy Hour come about? All right, so and we've said this the quarantine, so everybody knows what we're going through right now. Nobody's really going many places. Well. Some people are, but most of us aren't, especially when it first hit back in March. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met Tam and Autumn kind of separately through like these Twitter feeds and things that mm-hmm. were about like um like the follow trains and things like that. Yeah. 
and uh, we got cool individually. And then the infamous um, ice cream tweet happened. (laughs) 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 Audrey, Chris, Tam and Autumn that I saw it because by that time I was following all of them. I think we were all following each other just through the networking thing or whatever. Right. And so uh, I saw all that happen. I saw them come at Audrey and um, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing or whatever. I didn't get involved. I just like sat on the sideline and kind of watched that, that unfold. Um, But as um, time went on, um, me, Autumn and uh, Tam started just kind of kicking it, I guess you could say virtually. Yeah. And um, having group chats and we would do, we called it, we called the group chat or Autumn did called it the podcast happy hour because we would just get together and drink and talk and stuff. And um, right around that time, as we're, us three are together, we already knew that, you know, Chris, Audrey, Autumn and Tam had, you know, a relationship as well. Gotcha. Um, Chris started doing these Zooms. Oh, well, she started doing the Netflix party where we would watch on Unsolved Mysteries and she would just invite a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And then after we would watch, we would do a Zoom. And so it became where all of us were together on these Zooms all the time. Something happened where we ended up in a group chat and it was just became us, you know, us five. And Autumn brought it to us and just said, hey, we're getting together all this time, having a good time. You know what would be a dope idea is if we make this into a podcast. Like, let's let everybody tune into our foolishness because this is, you know, this would be a dope idea. All of us. <laughs> different realms and all of us are solo podcasters and it'll be a dope idea so we were like yeah why yeah let's do it so we did our first episode um i think it aired what august 20th on tam's um platform tam mm-hmm. to the break on and i mean it's been dope i mean it's what we do anyway mm-hmm. so i'm just happy that people are receiving it and they people seem to love it and you know i'm excited for the next installment that's coming up um in a few weeks couple of weeks i believe that's dope. And, and one thing I've learned, you know, Jay is, or Jay Book, uh, just depending on how I'm feeling, y'all. Y'all know how I do. I, I got nicknames for everybody. Uh, I usually <laughs> don't say the same name back to back or often. Uh, but every time, you know, even growing up, uh, it was always important that people be involved in something or a group. Like it really, uh, from my understanding, it brings out a lot in people to know that they are included or a part of something. And that's what really got me excited about not only you, but the, the other uh, individuals, the other ladies that I name and just like you name coming together. Because what's going on in today's world for me, that's a that's a symbol of unity. Uh, black girl magic you know what I'm saying it's like that's really a symbol whether y'all look at it that way or not and and again shout out to Alderman and everyone that's involved like for you all to do that and then coming in this podcast game where you all are creatives but it's kind of like it's a good synergy and a a, a good mix of personality analogies to where it's no beef like you said it's fun and while you are spending time together might as well you know make something of it and and that's what really drew me to you uh to you all and and listening to uh you know that episode and and just like you said following everyone on on social media i'm like yo i think if uh even myself even penrose would tell uh anybody like when i was 
coming into this game less than a year and I was kind of asking him about networks and groups and he was like well you know ultimately it'll come organically but just do you so for you you know all to come in a little bit faster out the gate to find that 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 starting five or the usual suspects or the podcast happy hour again that's just mm-hmm. something I'm just glad to have um um for the five at this particular point you know on the podcast and uh, look forward to uh having miss audrey on so no, that's dope but y'all, y'all doing something that a lot of people including myself has take notice yeah I, I just think it's awesome that you know a lot of people feel like especially black women can't work together there you go and it wasn't anything forced like I, i've said on my podcast it's not anything forced it wasn't anything like we sought out to find each other and pick the right you know formula we had just been kicking it for a while we've gotten close and so everything you hear is just natural chemistry and that's what makes it fun and that's what makes it feel like it's not work because it's not really we're just putting our our stuff out there that's it boom i love it i love it and, and we we, we got to talk about your podcast uh what got you in the podcast uh, let's see what got me into podcasting. I needed some form of creative outlet. Okay. I've always been, I guess you can say you're creative. I've, you know, ever since I was super young, I used to write short stories. Uh. I would do poetry. Um, as I got older and started to like get like really into entertainment, I thought, I was like the fourth member of TLC, so you okay. know I'm writing songs. I'm like, I'm like making you know video storyboards, whatever it is, because I just had in my head I was going to be an entertainer in some form, even though you know I was, I realized that I couldn't really sing, so that was kind of out. But um, don't feel bad, I don't <laughs> sing either. But anyway, <laughs> I can do a little deep, you know, deep voice voiceovers, you know, like a little voice to me, and you slow it down the track. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Listen, you can't tell me nothing when I'm in my car or in the shower. Come on. I, sound like, I don't know. I can sound like Beyonce if I want to. There you go. But, um, but yeah, so I had done a lot of that like growing up. And then somewhere in between like mid-20s and up, I kind of just lost that. And just life happens and, you know, things go, you know, happen and stuff. So mm-hmm. I kind of lost that creative outlet. And, you know, it took a long time, but... Um, I started I, I was listening to I didn't even know what a podcast was so I was listening to these things that I didn't really I didn't know what they were mainly off of YouTube um, and it was a lot of political because I'm kind of a political nerd in a way okay. because I was really trying to find out um, how not to get the guy that's in the White House in the White House yes ma'am mm-hmm. and so I was really into like all the candidates and you know what we need to do and whose platform and what so I was listening to a lot of those and then I kind of branched off and started listening to some other people and I was just thinking oh this is something maybe I could do but I never you know thought about that and then as time goes on I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm like man I used to be so into entertainment I used to be I call myself a walking blog I went to school in the 90s in high school so you know we didn't have internet we didn't have you, you know you're talking about me too right you are like you okay. yeah, oh, yeah come on now go i'm <laughs> listening though, <laughs> audience, though. Um, you know because i look pretty young but i'm not as young as i look but um you know we didn't have any of that stuff so i would read my write-on magazines and my vibes and sister to sister come on and um i would tell everybody what's going on everybody knew to come to me to find out whose video is coming out or 
you know, who got divorced or who So dated, you was that classmate that like, how did she get all this info? Pretty much. Uh, I knew everything. Well, thank I you. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I convinced my teachers to let me show videos and things like I had it. I had it down. But um, so it, at, at heart, I was really into that. So as I'm watching these videos, I'm like, that's something I can probably do. Let me try to figure it out. Um, YouTube wasn't working out for me. I couldn't figure out camera work and all that stuff. And I didn't want to spend that much on um, equipment. And so I just started thinking, maybe I can create a podcast. Let me research this and I can talk about things that interest me, mainly entertainment, but I want to make it quick like these YouTube videos I see because mm -hmm. I'll watch a 10 minute video and they'll talk about all kind of stuff. It wouldn't be like this long drawn out, you know, episode. Right. It's enough right. to keep, you know, keep your attention, but you can move on. And so that's what I came up with. Started out with five things. I'm trying to figure out how to fit it in and what, what kind of structure I wanted. So eventually I came to three. I do I do a, a three, two, one countdown on things that interest me. It doesn't really matter. Um, I wasn't super inspired by a lot of entertainment nowadays because I feel like a lot of it is just like uh, clip, clickbait or, yeah. you know, something to get your attention. It's really kind of made up. So I really wasn't trying to like go right for entertainment. So I would just pick something that was interesting to me. So I do news, I do pop culture, I do personal stories, whatever is um, at, you know, on my mind at that time, do a three, two, one countdown. I try to have it between, you know, 10 and 20 minutes. But as I get more comfortable talking about things, uh, it, it just flows out. So now it's about 40 minutes. I still like to keep it short unless um, I have a guest, but yeah, that's how I started. It, it was just something I needed to be creative, and since I've started doing it, I feel like that young kid again. Like I feel like I'm the kid that was in my room making tapes, like a uh, my own radio show, because I have like tons of tapes, um, probably at my mom's house, and me like making my own radio. There you go. You know, show, whatever. <laughs> so I feel like that kid again. So that cre all those creative juices, you know, I'm in a good place with with that. I love it when things we did as kids and it seemed like, oh, it, it, it was either, you know, lost in space or it was just maybe out of us. But in, in life, and I say this often, it comes back full circle. Right. It, it, it really does. And like you said, talking about the tapes, I remember. Yes, I'm telling my age. That's why I love the flagrant, too. I love my <laughs> platforms, but especially the flagrant, too, because I get to talk uh, non-sports. But I remember, like you said, the radio stations would play a certain song that was hot. And CDs mm -hmm. weren't even close to you know, popping. If it was, it was very expensive. So you used right. to get that, that, blank, that blank tape, push that record button, especially if it was uh, one of them recordable tapes. And mm -hmm. you know, let your favorite track play and rewind it and play it back to back, and you know, anyway. So, mm -hmm. oh, I had it all, I did it all. <laughs> I had commercials, I had special guests, which was um, my little sister, just yeah. in different voices. Like, I had it down, but yes. yeah, I used to stay up on Saturdays and try to record whatever was coming on because I knew my hot song was going to be like number three or number two. Come on. Countdown. So, yep. Hey, hey, Jay Boog, I'm, I'm feeling you. I'm on the same boat. That's fine. You was going back to like, yeah, the 90s and having your own radio station. And even for me, though, I'm, like you said, they had this show 
planned out to where, like you said, you knew within the top ten where your song more or less was going to lay, so or, or yeah. be placed to where you would kind of stick around and and be you know ready for it. Now it's kind of hard to. I don't even think they even do that. Even like with videos, like with, you know, BT, we used to come home from school, check out the videos or the latest gear or just anything for the culture. Uh, those MTV, BT would, mm-hmm. would be uh, channels that uh, we would tune in to, to kind of stay, stay uh, informed. And yes, for those younger listeners, y'all can laugh at us if y'all want to. For the older listeners, yes, y'all love us now because y'all listen to us. So we, that's what we did. And for those our age, a little throwback for y'all. We had the best era. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. I'll tell anybody that. <laughs> Indeed. And then we was talking about, uh, like you said, music. And I know on your bio, you even have a lover for music. Talk about that. Yeah, music is just... I don't even know how to put it into words. It's it's a lifesaver. It's yeah. therapeutic. It's it's life for me. Yeah. Like I I as long as I can remember, music has been a part of of my life. I remember I have memories set to music, and I don't know if that sounds weird to anybody, but it's like I can hear a song, and I remember, oh, I was you know seven years old, yeah. and I like this boy or this song and oh that's when I fell down and I was riding my bike just different things it's like I remember different segments of my life I remember a song from my first breakup or you know whatever it is so um it's it's everything I mean music can make you feel happy it can make you feel sad it can make you feel angry it's emotional and I think that's why I have such a connection to it because um when whatever I'm feeling, that's probably why I was also writing. I would write to music and things like that because I just feel like it connects to people in no other way. And um, a lot of these artists, at least the ones that I was listening to, it felt like they were singing to me. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to to connect to something like that, uh, I don't know, it just does something to me. So I've always been a lover of music, and I say real music. I love the artistry of music. I yes. love all facets yeah. of music. I love live music especially and and if i can hear it in in the song so i love hearing strings i love hearing drums i yeah, love hearing the different uh, instruments and bass uh, and trebles yeah. and volume up and down left and right ear if you had on mm-hmm. microphone oh my bad or I mean right. a headset <laughs> right. not so much manufacture i mean I, I don't hate on that music is yeah. music but i really love like the live sounding or the live aspect of music because i i don't know i just feel it that much more yeah yeah and 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 I'm glad you said that. Uh, and this must be our era. Because um, when I first came into this podcast game, and people that rock with me know, man, Murph has an intro and an outro with you know music. And when you listen, and if I even pause for a couple of seconds, you hear the background track. Like, like I was kind of joking, like you know, like the Temptations or Boys to Men when they got that deep voice, that that one singer that's an alto. And I've yeah. I was always told, Murph, man, you got a voice when it comes to music, man. I'm like, dog, like you, you know, not you know, like you said, I'm not a singer, but just mm-hmm. the, the things with music when I was playing, um, you know, f- you know, cards with my family or family gatherings or family reunions, like, but music was always, you know, word up magazines, jets, and just being a, mm-hmm. one of the younger cousins and trying to 
learned the latest rap song when I wasn't supposed to listen to it. I was cussing and everything else, but (laughs) (laughs) music to, to, to your point, uh, has really, uh, done some things in my life personally to where I can definitely relate to you and I made sure I, I did my best and I am doing my best to incorporate uh, music to uh, a lot of things that I do so similar to you I can hear a track from the 70s even though I wasn't born but still I remember when my grandmother was was cooking her her uh, her gizzards or her liver and onions or you know bacon whatever so or just in, in general like the 80s and you know listening to songs with my cousin in the 90s doing dance Dance off, so dance competitions amongst the family, and then coming up in high school, going to college, to where we had to listen to a certain song and know the words to really feel like we was a big dog. So it's just like you said, in just in different eras. And I'm not gonna talk about now because I'm a little watched because my kids <laughs> listen to these musicians. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, okay, but anyway, so <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like our our even our parents. I mean, when you woke up Sunday, Saturday morning, yep. you had to clean the house. Clean you had the house. a soundtrack, yep. you know, yep. cleaning the house or outside washing the car or That's doing good. yard work. Or if you're in church or what, it's like, it's music is everywhere. everywhere. So yep. I just connect to it, you know, in a certain way that, you know, it's just in me. That's good stuff. We might be family. We only we just now found out here on the flagrant too, y'all. Very similar stories, which is definitely, <laughs> definitely dope. Also, I saw that with what you bring to the table you are hbcu graduate whoop whoop yep pbamu that's dope dope. shout out to the panthers there it is you know just a few minutes up the road i see you in this uh, great state as well of texas by the way yeah i was gonna I thought you were about to start singing a screw song or something. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Now, maybe okay. later oh, okay. on in the show, I might change up a norm talking by it and try to switch it up. I but I'm not going to do that. No, I don't miss flashbacks. I almost came out. But again, as a host, I want to make sure, you know, I, I let the uh, the audience and the listeners get to know more about uh, Jay Book in his instance. Talk about your experience at Prairie View. And, uh, you know, far as what you went to school for and the and then we'll talk about like we were saying um, before about now HBCUs are now being uh, looked more into as far as additional funding, increasing enrollment and just bringing more awareness to, uh, you know, HBCUs. So first, but how was your experience? uh uh, in college um my experience was great you know i i grew up in a small town in michigan um it is a predominantly black so going to a um historically black university wasn't necessarily a culture shock in gotcha. that way but it was more so just going from michigan to texas because it's a lot you know our cultures are different <laughs> uh facts way. um but no it's just to see like, I mean, I can't compare it to any other university because I don't, I've, you know, I obviously haven't been to any other ones. But, right. you know, just to see these, you know, people that look like you on campus every day. I mean, homecoming was always, you know, an event. I mean, parties were events. You have all this history. I mean, our school 
most, most um, much like most of the other HBCUs was established. Ours was established in 1876. And there's actually, and I don't know if they've covered it up. I think they, it's like a kind of like a state uh, landmark, but you know, there's a slave um, burial ground behind one of our buildings behind one of the dorms that was there. And I remember first getting there and like they gave us the tour of everything. And you just think about all the history and why right. our schools existed and just to, you know, see the progression because, you know, people were going there because they wouldn't let us get an education anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And now we're free to go wherever we want. Um, but to go there and just get that pride and get that history and just see is, I mean, we didn't have just black people going there. We had all kinds of people going right. there. So that was also a dope thing to see because, you know, people have their pick to go anywhere they want to and for them to come here and, and you know, be amongst, you know, obviously a large black population, still feel welcome, still feel cool, still feel feel part of the family. Um, it, it was dope. And it was kind of like a family atmosphere. Like yeah. everybody that was in class, you know, you did your study groups. And if you were in certain organizations, you were kicking it then there or, you know in sports or whatever you know whatever it was what you know you're bonded by the your your major you're bonded by where you're staying if you're staying in certain buildings so i love the atmosphere it was so fun i mean the people that i met in college um they're still my friends now it's nice. been 20 something years and you know i was just talking to i mean i still talk to my freshman year roommate it's been what 24 years so nice um, it's it's a bond like no other and it's it, i'm happy that I've, i went there and i'm happy that i've graduated and you know a lot of people which i was talking to one of my other friends that graduated from there too um people kind of look down on hbcus and feel like you don't have as much education as some of you know someone that may graduate from another one like i used to get all the time um after I graduated trying to interview and, you know, we have Texas A&M that's um, a little further down the road from yep. where my school is probably like maybe 40 minutes. Yep. Um, so whenever I would interview, I would say, oh, they would look at my resume and say, oh, you went to A&M. I'm like, yeah, I went to um, Prairie View A&M University. Oh, well, that's part of Texas A&M, right? And I'm like, no, nope, it's just, you know, it's, it's Prairie View is our, our own thing. But you're not part of Texas A&M. At that time, we weren't. I think they are now, but I was like, nope, it's just, that's us. Oh, and it's kind of like they're disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you didn't go to the real, the real school of Texas or whatever. So kind of had to battle that. But I mean, if you look at the stats, I mean, PV has one of the best nursing and engineering programs in the United States and they mm -hmm. turn out a lot of, you know, successful people from there. And, you know, that's why a lot of people were come from all over the place to go to PV is for those programs and I just think that you know um, HBCUs get a bad rep so when you talk about the funding um, I'm happy to hear about that because we definitely need to invest in that and you know it's there needs to be some attention to pay to us just because you didn't go to a, a UT or a Texas A&M doesn't mean your education is any less than any of those other schools that's good that's real good and just like I went to school at Texas A&M University in Corpus Christi. Mm -hmm. So I didn't put Corpus Christi a lot of times when I first started. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like you said, like, oh, you didn't go to College Station? You wasn't an Aggie? No, I wasn't. Okay. Just let me get this job. 
But anyway, right. y'all. <laughs> so again, I understand. Uh completely understand. And um yeah, it was it was definitely a challenge for me as well. Uh, did I say earlier in the show we 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 very similar story. That's that's dope. That's dope. From the Midwest, mm-hmm. coming to Texas for school. Again, that's yep. another uh thing we, you know, probably have to hit on later on. Um, mm-hmm. if not this episode, definitely in the future. Okay. But yeah, it, it, it's it's something now they was having a lot of the athletes. Uh, my sports side kicking in mm-hmm. where HBCUs have had, they said, uh, increase in applicants and people registering now mm-hmm. in the past, you know, six to eight months since, you know, people have been showing much more love to HBCUs. What are your thoughts from being, you know, a graduate from HBCU when it comes to now you seeing, you know, different athletes, high you know tier athletes. Yeah. That could have went to, like you said, at AM or or UT. They like, you know what? I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put, you know, this this HBCU in my top three or top five. Right. I, I think it's dope, because why not? Yeah. Like you can I mean, I, I don't I mean, I'm not a huge like football person. I don't know that much about that, but I do know um God, I just forgot his name. He went to TSU in Houston, uh, Michael What's his name? He does um, Good Morning America. Michael Strahan. Strahan. Yep. That's his name. Look at his career. He went to an HBCU, TSU, Texas Southern University, which is in the heart of Houston. It is. Um, kind of our, our rival. But um, he did all right. I think, you know, I've heard athletes, and I, th- I don't know who I was um, listening to. I think I was listening to some sports station talking about it. But it kind of, he was saying it really doesn't matter where you go. Um nowadays i mean your skills because i think he said he was undrafted um and he made it into the nfl it's just about your worth ethic i mean i'm sure it's kind of like where you went to because you know you have that good old boy system or whatever but um it shouldn't matter that you went to pv versus going to ut right if you're a good football player or basketball player um your skills are going to show because they still try you out wherever you're going to if you're trying to go to the league yep. so um i think it's dope and i think a lot of these big name schools that's like going after these kids trying to get them to go to their school so they can just get more money flowing into their, their organizations i'm glad these guys are saying no i think i want to go to uh you know a t or i want to go to pv or i want to go to tsu right. or i want to go to, you know you know morehouse or whatever it is you yeah. know i think that's dope because i think it's making people realize that you know, we can't be in the shadows anymore. I mean, our school started in 1876. This is 2020. Yeah. Like, enough time has passed where we need to be looked out, looked at as just uh, a great educational space as any other place. And so I think it's a good thing that the, these kids come to these schools. It'll bring attention. And then obviously it's going to bring the funding. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of don't have these big alumni you know, organizations like a UT or whatever, um, Michigan State or University of Michigan and things like that. Um, so I think it'd be dope to funnel some money in here. I mean, our education is just as important as anybody else. And you said something earlier when you was talking about how no matter what ethnicity, nationality you were, PV or our HBCU, just our people in general, we tend to bring no matter who you are on and help or make you feel comfortable. We've always been that way. Exactly. No one felt alienated coming. Like I I hear these stories at some of these other schools, how these kids are kind of like, and I say kids, but you know, college 
college age people. Kids. Um, they're, they're kids to me kids. now. <laughs> they're kids. <laughs> How they get like picked on or singled out yeah. or whatever. Um, we didn't really have that. I mean, being a predominantly black school, you never heard about like, you know, a, a Latinx person or a white person or whatever feeling alienated. As far as I know, we all treated everyone the same. I mean, I, there are some that's in the Greek organizations that, you know, most people think are mainly black. Um, they they went through whatever they need to get through and learn their history and stuff. And they got accepted into these organizations. And we've never just had issues. And I think it's kind of like what you're saying. Usually we're cool with whoever's cool with us. It doesn't matter your color, or your nationality. If you come here and you're cool, then we accept you. So, I mean, it's only only the ones that kind of step out of line is where we have the issues. But we're I think we're more welcoming than we need to be in some some instances. But, you know, no one had an issue. And I'm just happy that more it is a mixed pot that you see, um, especially at our our HBCUs, because yeah. that was the whole point. We weren't accepted somewhere. We made a place where we can be accepted. And so we're going to be accepting to other people. That just makes sense. And even to this day. Jay, I say, as much as they don't want us in particular, meaning, you know, us as black folk, educated right. black folk, they still want our culture. They still want our, uh, our, 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 our how we set up things and, and just overall, just they just want, they want us, but they don't want us. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of confusion come in that it's kind of like, and no world, I'm not getting on a personal tangent. Maybe I am, but I don't think so. But I, I've had this discussion numerous times. Like, yeah, y'all want a black person to fill the spot, but y'all don't want it to where y'all know that we're educated. We can ultimately take your job, but you wanted to fill that quota, but see what you can take from us to imp implement or pass along, you know, that organization or for your personal endeavors. And I think, like you said, now with 2020, even more so, it's kind of like, okay, now we're on to your game. We're on right. to, you know, the system that's at hand. You know what? Like, like you said, we are more forgiving. We will accept you for what you, you know, what you offer and, and the work you put in. However, with us, it, it, even to this day, it's still, it's still not an equal playing field. So I salute you for, you know, staying strong, going back into your creative bag and, and, and giving us, uh, you know, everything that you bring to the table. And I know that one list, I'm like, okay, Murph, we, we got an HBCU graduate. What did she go to school for? I, I'm really interested. So if you can let the world know what you went yeah. to school for. So I went to school. Well, originally I went for engineering. Okay. Um, and then I realized that's way too much math for me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was like, no, this is what? How many? Yeah. No, I'm good. Um, so I jumped back into my um, entertainment, you know, side. And I was like, I want to own my own business one day or at least want to know how. My dad had his own um, construction company when I was growing up. Okay. And I pretty much ran the operations at what, 15 and 16 years uh -huh. old. And I kind of learned what, you know, what he was doing. And I, I told him, like, when I go to school and I get my degree, a, you're going to have to pay me some real money. Come on. And we're going to switch this thing up and make it like really work. Because right now, like, I don't like how things are going. But look, I'm a teenager. There's not much I can do about it. But um, I just decided to go into business management with um, a minor in marketing because I just wanted to kind of know what it took to, you know, manage people, um, manage a business, 
um, the different things that I learned about like law and contracts and things like that. So that's what I went for. And that's why I have my degree in um, still working towards maybe opening some things up. But I was able to help my dad out a little bit and give him some ideas and stuff like that. He's no longer um, he's retired since the, since, you know, now he's been retired for about maybe eight or nine years. But I was able to give him some some pointers and things like that but the education that i get i i moved into like my career now is in operations i work um in retail uh, so managing people managing the building things like that um definitely came in handy hey y'all y'all, y'all hear jay boog over there i tell you i'm telling you, it's the stories are very similar just like me i, I re- retail and then managing operations and people but like you said, with that experience and having people value you as a person and working with different people. And I'm not saying you got to go to college to get this experience, but it mm-hmm. does help. Right. Especially when you're not from that area. Like you said, from Michigan, I'm from uh, the Midwest myself and coming out to Texas and having so many people work with you or want to work with you from different backgrounds and different ethnicities. It's kind of like, Oh, so once you can make it through, you know, you know, younger years without, without being as mature, wait till that maturity kick in, wait till the experience in life start kicking in. Then you'd be like, well, shoot, you know, I got this. And again, we'll look with you. I'm just saying earlier in the show, way earlier at the beginning, you're part of the podcast happy hour where it's people. And I, and I spoke to Tam, uh, on, on you know uh, a few weeks back and she was saying how a lot of people looking to ride y'all wave or ride that mm-hmm. train because they, they wish they can be a part of some group or something that's hot or something that's uh, you know attractive for, for their personal brand so mm-hmm. it, it all it all makes sense and again I salute you for, for staying the course yep. and I just um, I College, yes, isn't for everyone, but I felt like I had to go. I was pretty much the first one in my immediate family with my mom and her brother and his kids to go to college uh-huh. and graduate. Um, from Coming from where I'm, I'm from, and I don't know, a lot of people haven't heard of this place called Bitten Harbor, Michigan. Um, oh, yeah. He had a bad rep when I was growing up. It was very heavily, you know, gang-filled. And, you know, I most of the people, we were statistics they said that we wouldn't graduate high school and if we did graduate we wouldn't be anything we would never go to college we would never graduate we would never be anything and so I was determined and I'm in the newspaper and you can probably look it up for I don't know what year I said it but I told them to mark my words because I wasn't a statistic and I'm not only going to graduate I'm going to go to college and um in so many words they can kiss where the sun doesn't shine because okay. I'm not, you know, you're not going to pigeonhole me. Yeah. And, you know, my, my class in high school, all the top 20, they're all successful. They're lawyers, they're doctors, um, they're, they're entrepreneurs. So, I mean, we just proved that wrong. And I'm, I'm proud to have graduated with that class and then just to graduate. And my parents never got to go to college. They never got to do that. And they actually went later in life and graduated. So, I kind of felt like it was something I needed to do to be somewhat of an inspiration to my family and to the people back at home, just to show them that you can come from our town and still be successful, you know? So that was a big deal to me. Congratulations. Thank you. That's dope. That's dope. And, uh, 
like it's just interesting, you know, as, as we talk and and, and just kind of hearing your story. And I know I've been doing this for a while now, but it's all, it puts me back in a place to where that's all we heard. You're going to be a statistic. You know, mm-hmm. why would you be the first? You know, just do what's comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do what's comfortable. Like, no, right. this is, you know, just finish school, you know, just get a job and, you know, stay that job for 30, 40 years and, 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 and then retire. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I want to go to school. I want to go do this. I want to do that. So, again, it's, it's, it's dope that you put. You put all those those naysayers and, and what their words and other people, even in your family. I know you didn't say that, but I can speak for on my behalf, and I'm sure you can relate. Growing up, you know, growing up from the Midwest mm-hmm. and uh, our our upbringing, it's kind of like, nah, man, we we don't do that. What happens if you something happened if you know you you're not around family? It's like, well, in this case, God got me, and obviously, yeah. you know, like you said, years later, we are here on the flagrant two 2020, uh, still mm-hmm. working. Uh, in this podcast game, giving the world some content. So I just want to tell you, as a now as a peer, and and, and as a as a sister who's educated, it's definitely to uh, it's definitely dope to hear stories like that. And um, keep doing your thing. And before we go, because man, we put in some work. Time is flying. Yeah. By the way, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, right, right. I want to talk about. Like I was saying, as far as your your workout regimen, I know you've uh, tagged a few of the ladies from the podcast Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about talk about uh, your workout regimen and, and why health and, and you know uh, taking care of your body physically uh, is important. Well, to me, it's another kind of therapeutic thing. Okay, um, you know, everyone knows that working out produces endorphins. And, you know, that's the, the happy, good feeling you get. Yes, ma'am. You work out. And um, I don't know. Back in my 20s, I was super lazy, not doing anything. I would work, go out, party, and lay on the couch all day. And, you know, I said, I have to find something to do. And so me and my friends said, well, okay, we're going to start working out. Um, I didn't realize that at that time I was going to be like, a gym rat because once I found that and I started loving it, I was look at you seven days. Like back then, I was there every day working out. I had gotten it wasn't healthy, and I don't suggest people do this. I was like six percent body fat. Wow, I had lost a bunch of weight. I didn't really need to lose weight. I think I had gotten down like 116, which what not is not what I wanted to do, but you know, I was just going hard. I, I was healthy though, I was going to the doctor. He just said, Hey, you gotta you know kind of lighten up what you're doing because you know females shouldn't be six percent unless you're going to do like fitness competitions or bodybuilding stuff like that so a regular woman needs to be at least you know 13 to 18 percent so let's work on that so anyway i was going hard just because i loved it so much um and then you know this little low that i had in you know between i'll say 29 35 yeah, I just I was not in the best place mentally and I wasn't working out and things like that. So I kind of let myself go. But um, a few years ago, I started getting back into it. Um, not as often as I was doing it before, but um, it feels good. And then, you know, I met Autumn and Autumn had this um, running for my life challenge that I saw earlier this year. I'm not a runner, but um, 
when I would see her post that she was running and doing this stuff and I saw a couple of other people posting about it, I was like, well, I kind of want to get in on it. And I was like, I know she doesn't know me that well, but I'm just going to tag her when I do my workouts and nice. she, you know, just as a motivator. And so she started like tweeting me back. Good job. You got this. And I think it was me and Tam that, that was doing it. And, uh, you know, it's just it was a motivator, just that part and just that she was interested that. I was working out so that's what kept me going and now we have she has this new challenge couch to 5k um that i uh, just started a couple of weeks ago that i've been on it um this is the second no it, it just started yeah a couple of weeks ago this is the second week i've been on it but i mean health and wellness you don't have to be six percent body fat you know you don't right, have to go right right as long as you're up and being active i think that's what counts like everyone no one's going to be the same body size. So it doesn't matter about your body size. It matters like how healthy you are in the inside. So you can be whatever you weigh, 160 or 180 or whatever. If you're healthy at that, that um, size, then you're healthy at that size. You don't, some skinny people are more unhealthy than bigger people. Come on. Look at it. Um, so I, uh, to a year ago, um, I decided to stop eating uh, meat. I went vegan for 30 days and then now i i'm teetering between pescatarian and um vegetarian because gotcha. i still eat fish and seafood i just wanted to do something different um to see if it would change anything i always try to do something to kind of like just switch up what i'm doing just to see and right i just do it for maybe 30 days and it's been since june of 2018 i haven't gone back so wow i just i i believe in it Especially now, at least for me, for my mental, I have to do something that gets me out of what we're going through right now. Yeah. And just getting up, going for a walk or going for a jog really like helps me mentally and physically. So um, I think it's important that you just move no matter what it is, boxing, swimming, walking, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Just something that keeps you active. Well, you did say earlier in the show, you did say, I know I don't look my age. Well, you gave it away now. Ding, ding, ding. For those that's <laughs> listening, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I did give it away. I'm just throwing it out there. So I ain't ashamed. I don't look it. And that's what I'm saying. That's a beautiful thing. You know, it's people. I'm like, man, you 50. No, I'm 30. Ooh, my oh. bad. Um, missing some teeth. Looking at my bad. I again, like I said, I'm not talking about people, but it is people that are our age that look older than our age because of the the lack of you know staying active and and and, and, and focusing on their wellness and and their health. So that's why again, I wanted to just acknowledge uh, what you just said since 2018 to where you are now, 2020, and going strong, and you working out and accepting challenges. Like that's dope, and you are a product of your hard work and your discipline and your determination thank you no problem Shit. no problem and a couple more things i do have okay let's talk about the dog so do they come walk with you i know you, you <laughs> oh, got... my, my dogs yeah <laughs> nobody asked about my dog thank you those are my babies i just come on just hey i'm i'm on i'm on i'm on board come on but let's go let's talk about them they're uh a rebel and onyx right Yes, they are Rebel and Onyx. They're Yorkies. Um, Rebel is 11. Onyx is going to be eight next okay. month. Um, I had them both since they were six weeks old. So, nice. I mean, they're like 
I mean, people kind of make fun of, like, I guess, dog moms or dog parents or whatever. But, you know, they're like my kids. I've had Rebels for 11 years, you know. Right. Um, they're dope. They're, they're, um, they get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> but, but um, they're definitely, like, when they say, like, animals, I, would, I can only speak for dogs because I haven't had any other kind of animals like okay. that. But they actually, they give you this undying dedication and love. Like, no matter what you're going through, like, I've been, like I said, I had a rough little patch of, of time. And that's when I had Rebel. And he was just, they can sense it. If I'm feeling down, he's, like, right under me, laying on my lap or yeah. whatever it is. And it's kind of like, at other times, they kind of get you out of what you're doing. I may be in a rut and... and Onyx is looking at me. It's like, okay, so are you going to throw the ball or <laughs> just look at me? Or what are we going to do? Like, yeah. like let's, let's go. Let's go outside or whatever. So um, it's been amazing to have them around. I mean, Rebel is a great, um, what do you call it? He can indicate people that's on BS. You know? mm. Several, you know, dates in my in my lifetime and, you know, the ones that he didn't like. He was right. I should have listened to him. Mm. He money, so um, he definitely thinks he's the man of the house. But you know, he's been right every you know every step of the way. So now I know I need to pay attention to him. If, he, if he's not feeling you, sorry, you got to go. So for those single men out there listening, when you get with J Bug, you, hey, you gotta get, you gotta go through the big dog. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Even though he's a Yorkie, he's still a big dog. He the dog of the house. He the man of the house. Okay. And uh, shout out to you two for giving a brother some credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's right. Like, you know, I'm not again. I'm not bashing, you know, women. Our women. I promise you. But it's always good as a man when <laughs> your your wife or someone of of of, of, of the opposite sex say, you know what, you're right. But anyway, I just had to you know throw that out there because it's not often we win like that or get wins. <laughs> so I got to throw that out there, Jay. I got to. I got to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's dope though. And, and and like you said, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't talk about pets. And, you know, as a host, and that's the one that's been doing this. I've learned, like you said, like you know. I might not have kids, but my pets are my kids. I, I work for them. They help me during tough times. So I've always, uh, when I am taking time to listen to episodes or get to know a guest, I'm trying to see, do they have pets or do they have children? Um, you know, do they have extracurricular activities that they want to hit on outside of, like you like you said, I just go to work. Let's talk about work. Let's talk about being in operations. And you can be like, Murph, that's whack. Like, I don't want to talk about that. I deal with enough to where I got to, Put up this facade at work for so long that's you know that's i'm just there to pay my bills do you want to get to know me or how i make my money and i want to get to know you so that's kind of um for that listen out there i'm giving you some pointers okay um you you, you, you you do what you can to learn the person so when we do link up because you are you know a few hours away from me you never know any events um that you might be a part of in houston or as we continue to grow Mm -hmm. uh, we come, you know, uh, meet each other, crossing paths. It's kind of like, hey, what up, Jay? Our first thing I'm asking, how the dogs doing? Yeah, stuff. I already know that's what <laughs> the first thing I ask. And are they still keeping you up on them challenges and all that good stuff? And boom, and that's what it boils down to. And yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And the last thing I have, okay, you had spoke on uh, your most recent episode, back again. Mm -hmm. 
I want to hit on that. And, and like you said, you got a lot going on. Who doesn't, right? Um, you know, I don't want you to feel, you know, bad or feel like, you know, people, um, you know, not supportive or people look at you a certain way because you didn't drop. It's like, hey, like you said, I still work for a living. I have mm-hmm. priorities, and I just need my 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 well being and my 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 wellness to be on point before I can hold this mic, or just in general, just to present yourself to the world. Uh, I know you didn't say this, but I'll say it for you: who before me being in logistics, me being in retail for seven years, they will suck the personality the, the the good parts of your personality out mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, I i'm saluting you again because if i was in retail i don't know if i would have had the 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 mindset or the wellness to drop because the customer's always right murph even though they bought that from lowe's and you work at home depot they still want you to give them that refund and they need to get a, a swap of that product you'd be like huh but anyway that's for another day <laughs> when we get you back on we talk about the you know being in operation all that fun stuff <laughs> my bad i know i'm on my i do that every once in a while so jay all i'm saying is i understand but okay um talk about the back again though for those listeners that way they can check it out just kind of give them what to to look forward to when they listen to back again and what you learn from it after you've put it out for the world all right so back again is not something i normally do um because if anyone's listened to most of my episodes I say I talk about personal stuff, but I I haven't really been this personal, um, not for a whole episode. And um, I don't know. I was just feeling away, and uh, I this wasn't even going to be an episode. I was on on my break, and the way that I kind of get my show together, I'll just come in and record. Like, I don't really take notes. I just come in and I'll just start talking. That's what you said to it, me, too. Yep. If it comes, if it turns into an episode, it does. And if it doesn't, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'll I'll take this one thing that I said and I'll just put it on this episode or whatever, you know, or it's just like notes. Sometimes it's just ideas like, OK, I think blah, 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 blah. And maybe I don't go into detail in it. But then when I record it for the show, I'll go into detail. But anyway, I was just feeling away. Um, during this whole quarantine time during, you know, um, I'm not shy to say that I've done therapy before. And, um, since finishing therapy, I was on a, a really a, a big high. Like I was, had a breakthrough. I was feeling really good and things, you know, were going great. And, uh, when, you know, 2020 hit, obviously everybody might be going through some things. It's just a hard year. Yeah. And so I felt myself kind of letting things get to me so I needed a break and so I just said let me just go in I'm feeling stuff I'm just gonna go in here and start talking and I didn't even realize I was gonna say these things it literally was just like flowing out of me and by the time I finished and I listened back to it I was like this might be dope you know I talked to Tam a lot Tam Tamara from Tamara to the break of dawn mm-hmm. and if you guys listen to her podcast you know she is personal most of the time and I talk to her a lot and we talk about things like that, like how, you know, she, she'll say to me, like, you maybe you should talk about this. You never know what listener you might touch. Cause I think mm-hmm. I had asked something about talking about my relationship with my dad. And she was like, you never know, you know, if you talk about it, 
somebody might, you know, have that similar story, you might be helping people. So as I'm saying these things, that's what kind of came to mind. It was like, this might help people. Maybe I should put it out. So basically I was just talking about how I was feeling down and how, you know, if I was a person that always not necessarily wanted what somebody else had, but I felt like I wasn't getting the things I deserved. And when I saw other people getting things, I was upset about it. Like I'm working hard. Why can't I get these things? Um, And this person, I don't know if they're working hard or not, but I, you know, I can't, I can't judge that, but I want, I want what I want (laughs) and I want what I deserve. So I'm mad about that. I would get down and, you know, I had to find a way back to be, um, get my encouragement back. And it's just so happened that I found support in ways that I didn't think I would find support. And, you know, I talked about people that I found online, especially my podcast sisters. Um, it just kind of, if you step back and look at the things you have without me even realizing this whole podcast thing is like a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to not only be creative. I'm sorry, my dog is growling in the back. Um, not only be creative, but to um, start to step out of what I'm normally doing. I'm not that social. I'm an introvert. Like I don't normally like do happy hour with people that I don't know mm-hmm. or go into Zooms or do these, you know, Netflix parties and the fact that I kind of befriended people like Autumn and and Tam and Chris and Audrey and we've bonded in this way. I mean, look how far I've come just on the strength of that. Yeah. And so I have to be thankful for those things. And it pretty much, I wasn't necessarily trying to be inspirational to anybody, but, or stand on my soapbox, but I just wanted people to know that sometimes if we just step back and just take a breather in whatever you believe in, God or a higher being or whatever it is, sometimes it's just going to work itself out. So if you just relax, take a breather, focus on the things that you can control and focus on the things that you do have, the things that are for you is going to happen for you no matter what. You just have to uh, take your time and, and don't rush things. Take your time and don't rush things. Well, I will have to rush things because I don't know which one it is between Onyx or Rebel. They're growling. They're like, Murph, you didn't put in too much work. We need mama back. She go to bed shortly. So I got you. I got you. <laughs> Rebel, just being Rebel. Rebel, give me three minutes, big dog. So if you listening right now, three minutes, we will be done. So with that being said, J-Bug, this was dope. I appreciate you. Um, just take your time Don't rush And whatever's meant for you Is gonna happen And I'm a definitely A firm believer in that and Again shout out to uh, The sisters A part of the Happy uh, The podcast Happy hour And yep. look forward to uh, Listening to When that drops again And uh, On that note Let the world know How they can find you And find your show all right, you can find me on Twitter at JBook for Show. That's J B O O G, the number four S H O. And my show has a page on Instagram, J's Quick Three without the apostrophe, J S Quick, the number three. And uh, all you can listen to my show everywhere pretty much Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify, all those wonderful places. You can go to J's Quick and I have all that information there. Um, and uh, I usually drop every other Friday. Um, I might be doing some different things here. So if you just follow me and subscribe, you'll get those episodes. And Podcast Happy Hour will be live September 16th, 
is going to be on Autumn's Lit Life podcast. So follow her and uh, you can see us live and see us cut up September 16th. There it is. Y'all see that. So when this drops, y'all got a couple of days to make sure y'all tune in, support. And even if it's not at that moment, you can always go back to the playbacks and check out not only uh, Jay Book show, but the other four dope ladies in Tam, Audrey, uh, Autumn, as well as Chris. Yes, y'all. I remember all that. I'm hey, I'm on top of it, y'all. And also, I got another minute to spare because I told Rebel I got him. You know what I'm saying? I'm always looking at the time. So, world, <laughs> make sure y'all y'all follow J Bug. Check her out. Uh, definitely a dope episode. And also for me, first time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? You can find uh, the show. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts similar to uh, J-Bug, just make sure you push that subscribe button. You might get a bonus track. Or just when I drop, you'll definitely have that notification. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Murph. Also, if you want more information, you can follow uh, the website or go to the website, www.dmurphspeaks.com. Hey, y'all, another banger. I'm always excited, like I said, to not only uh, have a dope person such as J-Book, but we're looking at the time. Time flew. Time flew, and uh, hopefully when you come back on, uh, Rebel realized that I did uh, stick to my time. I didn't go past those three minutes. So, world, I'm out. J-Book out, and y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on, day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Murph, you did it again, setting trends like you winning the win, fighting a good fight, sick of the sins, connecting dots now with all the pins, we just trying to be good men, adore my wife and I love my kids, I never let them down, never let them frown, never let a clown take a crown, hit me cause I'm brown, that's okay, I got the blood of a king, saw it in the dream, ain't all with the scenes, try to turn us to fiends, we drowning in the streams while we chasing that dream, it's all about the dollar bill, y'all, and stop chasing that thrill, y'all, these beliefs trying to kill y'all, I'm just here trying to heal y'all, so listen as we work, dropping them gems now, rocking with D Murph. Tuning in as we get it in, so milling in, being better men, we so adamant about the culture. Sick of these vultures, we in the game now, watch how we coach ya. Keep your guns in the holster, love is life, and that's how we approach ya.